You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. We're just here walking around. We're going to go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck before. I just shot... A freaking big buck. Get that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. Welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. This episode is going to be another last seven days. This is going to be for the fifth week of the season. Yes, the time frame is a little off on these. They're not coming out as quickly as the ones in October uh, did, but that's just the nature of it when guys are out of town hunting and doing all this stuff and chasing our dream. But this is still a great episode with uh, Brand Travis, returning guest. He had a great rut hunt uh, down on his Indiana property. And we kind of break down that hunt and how he uh, attacked it and how he uh, he ended up being successful and shot a great buck. And, yeah, I think it's uh, it'll be a good thing for guys to listen to to kind of recap what happened to the rut and how uh, if you're in the right spot, it's, it's uh, it feels like you're on top of the world and can do no wrong and you got all the bucks running around and doing that, that kind of a thing. And, I mean – you could be, you know, a couple hundred yards off and not seeing any of this stuff. So that's just how kind of how the rut goes, and that's why we love it because you just always hope that you put yourself in that position to see what Brandon got to see and do. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys liked the last couple episodes. Uh, hopefully you've le- uh, listened to the one about my uh, my buck. I believe that will be episode uh, 22 that I just uh, that I did before this uh, of my buck, my second buck, archery buck tag here in Michigan. 
uh, end up getting Jake, the deer that uh, Henry named the summer, and the deer I hit the 10th of October, more like a Nick. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that was a crazy story. Um, but yeah, super, super happy with that. And then that kind of leads us into, um, the opener of gun, gun season. I believe me and Brandon recorded this the day before the, on the 14th, but, um, yeah, me and Henry got to go and we had a great time. I mean, he's a trooper. I mean, he woke up early. He was super excited. I know driving up, he just kept saying how he was, he was so excited. He didn't know what to do with himself. So, you know, but, uh, just what you want, you know, yeah, he is only seven, but he's been, he's been going with me hunting since he was, you know, three years old. So he's, uh, he's got quite a bit of seat time in already, but yeah, this is the first time he had a gun and we were pretty lucky to have a great couple of days of hunting. Uh, unfortunately, you know, first thing, uh, opening morning, we had a great buck, a high tight, uh, eight point, um, now with like Henry, like he's got no, no shame what he shoots. Like we always say this is a good Henry buck, but he kind of kept saying how he just wanted to have a buck that was, you know, right for him. And, uh, unfortunately for the circumstance, he, he did have a great, you know, first buck that we see, um, is just this great eight point. He's with a doe laying in the field that as light cracks and, you know, we get to see quite a cool thing. He bred the doe in front of us and the deer was at, you know, 130 I think it was like 125 or 130 yards because I had to range that spot. Um, but, yeah, we proceeded to wait, you know, probably 20, 25 minutes until he finally presented a shot for Henry because he kept running like little bucks off and stuff like that. But, you know, I Henry shot at deer target, you know, and he hits it perfect. He knows where to aim. He's always, you know, right, in the, right behind the shoulder, nice and tight, you know, pretty much a heart shot. And I did not do a good job as a parent, you know, in the moment of explaining to him how to aim high. You know, I kept telling him, make sure you aim a little high, a little high, because he's dead on at 100, you know, 180-grain bullet at, you know, 130 yards from a 350 Legend. There is some drop there. Uh, I'm primarily a rifle hunter, so, like, you know, using a 270 or 30-06, or I use a 270, 243 usually. I mean, a very flat shooting gun. But, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, make sure you aim high. And he's like, okay, dad. And I was like, yep, use that spot. There's your quartering away shot. He squeezes it off. And I mean, the, you could tell he hit it, um, hit the deer. And Henry was like, oh, that felt good, dad. That felt good. And we're all excited. And he ran a little bit and stopped and just stood there. Uh, no other shot was available for probably like three or four minutes. And then finally that he comes back walking through the opening that he shot him the first time. And I was like, okay, Henry, make sure here's your shot. It's coming up and he's good. The deer stops. And I was like, okay, aim high. And he kind of said, he's like behind the shoulder. And I was like, yep, behind the shoulder. And I, you know, he's, he's young and this is the first time we've been through anything like this. And he shoots the second time and I could see that he hit low underneath the deer that time. And the deer runs off. So at this point in time, we, you know, knew he hit the deer the first shot, unsure of how. And he, uh, we're excited, but, you know, very reserved. And he's like, dad, what we got to do? And cause he's used to seeing deer, you know, fall with a gun. So he wasn't sure, but I was like, it definitely hit him. And then we waited two hours and started tracking and all we could find was hair on uh, where he had shot at it and a lot of white gray hair, which, you know, most people who've done this for a long time, that's not necessarily what you want to see. That means, you know, at your exit, you can have some of that hair, but with a gun, you don't want to see a lot of that kind of hair. So, and no blood anywhere in the little, in the field that this deer was in. So we, we started tracking and unfortunately, you know, two and a half hours later uh, from time of shot so about 30 minutes when me and Henry are looking like Henry's good at looking for blood so we kind of were like 
easing through. I was in the tall grass. He was on the edge of the grass in the woods, and we're just checking every trail. And I didn't even hear it because, like I said, I was in this, like, grassy stuff. And Henry's like, Dad, big body deer just jumped up and ran away. And I was like, okay, was it, did you see a rack? He's like, no, I just, it just looked like a big body, not a doe body, a buck body. And, you know, a lot of people might not know, but like Henry has seen a lot of deer. Like we jump deer up when we're scouting. He's tracked quite a few deer with me. He's, you know, he's seen a lot of deer in, in, in the, in the wild, you know, not just video. He's like I said, he's been taking along with me for years. He's bow hunted with me. He's gun hunting with me, all this stuff. So, you know there's a little bit of reserve like okay he's he's a kid you know was he right well then a whole fiasco ensued um because there was other deer that got shot at and we had like kind of like crossing we had blood trails going certain ways so we kind of had to sort through all that um it's just the you know when you have multiple people hunting the same property that's not giant you, you get some of this sometime but long story short i went back to what henry had said about jumping a deer then it snuck away and he said it was running really fast dad i don't know if it's one to hit because it didn't run like it was you know hurt or anything but you know i did my due diligence and i kind of did a loop back to that area and sure enough i ended up finding a uh, a bed and just the littlest amount of blood um in that um and it was probably the size of like a coke can base you know saturated leaves in the blood and then you could see where the deer had jumped over a deadfall and there was a little bit of blood thrown across that and then I found a couple other little drops of blood after that so I only had blood for you know 20 feet maybe and I backtracked couldn't find any more blood we I mean we had multiple people comb in this area where the deer was shot and we never did find any blood so unfortunately um you know I we did progress the track and we did our we did our due diligence looking and uh you know being that it was not a gut shot or a far back shot being that front of the body, you know, we just determined it was a probably most likely a brisket shot or something like that with the white and there was white hair in the bed too. So it was just one of those things that was like, and Henry, you know, he, he took it like a champ. He was, he was like, dad, when he, we couldn't find blood. He's like, dad, if we should be finding blood. Um, he's like, I don't think I killed this deer because we should have blood. And then I was you know, trying to say, well, sometimes with a gun, you know, you don't get blood and do all that. So he, we kept looking. But yeah, come full circle, that deer uh, is, you know, hopefully is still alive. Thankfully, we have a good relationship with some of the neighbors around. So, you know, you talk to them and uh, they'll keep their eyes out and that kind of thing. We still got a lot of season left. But yeah, so we went back in the blind and, you know, Henry Henry had to, you know, face adversity with that. And it was like, okay, we started, you know, unfortunately, we saw some does and stuff like that. So like we started going through the process again and I'm like, okay, unfortunately this happened like the first thing in the morning on a, on a buck. There was not, a, he did not get a chance to aim at a live deer before this happened, which I was kind of under assumption we were going to have does come out and you could kind of practice and aim and do all that stuff. But no, he gets thrown right into the ringer on a nice buck. But, uh, so we, we went through the system again and I started talking to him and I said, you know, you got to aim higher and you know, the scope that he's using has, you know, dashes and stuff on it. So, I started looking at deer and, you know, I wanted to aim probably like two or three inches higher than what he had aimed, like more center body and a little above. And, you know, started pulling up videos and of, you know, live deer staying broadside or quarter away. I said, okay, buddy, where'd you aim? And he showed me and dude, money, like perfect. If that deer was at a hundred yards, I'm confident he would have killed that deer. Uh, so we had to go through the system and I ended up, you know, saying, Hey, if we have a deer at that range again, 
because I kind of had thought 150 yards was the max I was going to let him shoot. So he was in the wheelhouse. I just did not account for the drop enough as the parent and his guide, you know, kind of a thing. So I, I learned. I feel pretty bad about that. But we went through the system, and he, you know, he did really good at aiming at some does and using his hashes. And then I compared, you know, looking through the scope, saying, yep, that's about, you know, two, three inches higher and did all that stuff. So it was really good. And then that night we had a great night too. You know, he had we had little bucks chasing does all over the place. Uh, obviously, uh, of course they would stop outside of his range, uh, on their own. And then when they would run in range, you know, try to grunt, stop them or whistle at them, they would stop. And right before Henry was about, we'd be all ready to shoot. Cause I didn't want him to rush a shot. That was, you know, safety off after the deer stopped and you're on them safety off, then go back to the trigger. Cause I just don't want to rush it for him. Cause he's little. And right before he'd be ready to shoot, they'd run away. So he had a couple other little opportunities. And then the second day we saw deer and saw little bucks, but the same thing. They just kind of were too far away. So, no, we had a great time, and he ended up getting this really bad cough. So he was battling that the whole time, you know, trying to cough into a jacket or a blanket or something because we have nice blinds for him to be in. You know, he's coughing and then trying to go to the gun to shoot a deer. It was it was really – it was definitely some adversity he faced. So – we got through it. I think we're going to be better for it. But yeah, we're looking forward to the rest of the year, and hopefully get him get him an opportunity to uh, pull the trigger again. I remember when we called uh, his mom Ashley right as soon as he shot. You know, let her know because she was on her way to work, and she's like, "What do you think? Would you do that again?" He's like, "He's like, yes." He's like, "I really like the kick." <laughs> so he's he likes shooting a gun. So. That's uh, that makes me feel good as a parent. So yeah, we're just now it's just my part to keep him. You know, don't force him to go out there any more than he wants to. But when he shows a desire to go hunting, I'm gonna go full force with him. So we got a lot of season left. But yeah, so that's kind of a quick update. You know, to try to bring this kind of a little bit more relevant um, to what's going on. But I know I talked about in the last episode about my the Michigan Wild shop. So, yeah, if you guys want to go on there and support this, that'd be awesome. It's uh, going to be in the show notes. The link will be in the show notes. But it's just Michigan Wild uh, Michigan Wild Shop. Now I forgot. I should look it up. But it's it's a shop that has a bunch of hunting stuff, all sorts of them. And uh, you can, you know, go through and find some things. And, they have you know, they have pretty good uh, deals on some stuff. I've scrolled through a lot of it and just kind of comparing and contrasting to what's out there. And there's some, you know... There'll be times when stuff's, you know, cheaper there than elsewhere, but this, the main thing is everything you guys do end up buying through there just kind of helps the show and does that. But yeah, it's michiganwild.hollercommerce.com, uh, not Michigan Wild Shop. So michiganwild.hollercommerce.com. And yeah, you go there and you can kind of see like a list of some of the things I've like picked out that I like on the homepage there, but you can go and search and there's, there's lots of things. And then for the month of November, you can use, uh, use discount uh, 10 off. So one zero off OFF that will take 10% off whatever you guys end up getting. So I know Christmas is coming up. So I like to get a lot of things for Christmas through for people or for myself kind of a thing. So, you know, I go through there and check that out. But yeah, if anyone's interested in maybe getting mobile hunting a little more saddle hunting, there's like climbing sticks and saddles and platforms and all that stuff. There's all sorts of little accessories you can get for, people for you know gag gifts or white elephant gifts if you do that i always try to be the guy that throws a nice knife in the pile or some hunting related thing so gives me something to kind of go after but yeah give that a give that a shot and check out that uh website and yeah i'd appreciate it whatever you guys do helps me out so hopefully you guys have had a great you know first few weeks in november 
you know, hopefully it's been everything you want it to be. And, and maybe if it hasn't been, you know, see what you can learn, uh, you know, take that back and, you know, stock it away for years, upcoming years and say, Hey, you know, I didn't have a really good, you know, rut hunts the, this year because maybe I didn't, you know, access something right. Or the deer weren't really here. Like they were in October or you pull some cameras and you notice that, man, all the bucks are over here, uh, post over here on this property and just kind of try to just learn as much as you can. Don't let a year go by without learning to be better for the following year. So thanks for supporting this show guys. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Brandon. All right, welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. This is going to be the last seven days, week five, and I have Brandon Travis on again. How's it going, man? Good. How's it going with you? I mean, I'm cl- I'm on cloud nine, you know, yeah. taking out in Michigan. I mean, I think the po- I just recorded a podcast by myself about the buck I shot, my second buck. So, uh, pretty it's pretty tough to beat that. And we yeah. have opening day gun season tomorrow. So, I mean, it's like it's like Christmas for me right now. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. You've had a unbelievable year so far so that's pretty awesome yeah you don't these you gotta kind of share some when that happens you know because it's not an everyday occurrence or every year occurrence i mean i think michigan's getting better like you've said that too like you know learning properties and kind of getting more opportunities but it used to be man i went all year grinded all year bow season gun season late season if i got one shot or one chance at a three and a half year old buck i counted that as a success so it's uh definitely feel pretty blessed getting two opportunities at good bucks so yeah more than two though right more true yeah yeah. exactly that's that's pretty sweet yeah hitting a buck you know missing a buck the 5th of october and then nicking this one the 10th uh and then getting a shot at them the 8th and killing them that's yeah quite a roller coaster and but i mean i think that just goes to show like having having finding a good property but then like hunting it smartly you know with with access and not over hunting it and kind of waiting because i think I think I hit, so I hit this deer the 10th of October and then that property, I only sat probably twice since the 8th of November. I killed my other deer close by to this property, but on a completely different property with different access and all that stuff. So I think you just got to kind of learn, and it's taken me years to learn this. It's not oh, like yeah. it was like, oh, surprise. I know what I'm right. doing. No, a lot of, a lot of error in that yep. way. So, but Hey, you had some success. So I kind of want to use this as an opportunity to kind of go through like the week the fifth week of the season you know typically is you know that end of october going into november uh so you get some run hunts a lot of guys go out of state and start doing that i didn't leave until the third for illinois but you had left earlier than that and you end up going to indiana correct yep yeah we left the uh i left the first of november to head down there so i i worked a couple days that weekend and then did the halloween thing with the kids and then packed up on the first to head to indiana for my uh rut hunt this year so nice yeah it was a little abbreviated this year uh normally i spend you know 10-ish days down there if i can but you know with bear hunting this year and everything and kids being busy i had uh five days so i was going down the first through the fifth i was gonna hunt the evening of the first and then hunt through the morning of the fifth and then head home 
uh, day on the fifth. Gotcha. So. so now, typically, when you do like the ten days, do you always try to do like November first? You're like there, heading down there, or does it kind of just play on the weekends? Or when do you like to be there for your ten days? I like to try to get down there the first couple of days in November, depending on how work you know work falls and everything. I try to get there like the first or second um, of November and hunt then through like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, depending on yeah what happens sometimes their gun season opens i think it's like the second saturday it's 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 always close to the 15th so a lot of times what i've done is i've gone down for say like six seven eight days of bow season then if i still haven't killed one i'll hunt a day or two of gun season oh down. nice but now is that a tag you have to buy a separate tag for the gun tag or is your one tag work for all seasons it's so you can do either or so there's okay. uh so this year i knew i wasn't going to gun hunt so i only bought an archery tag which is just good for one deer um so essentially a buck or you can buy what they call a bundle which is for all three seasons um for archery gun muzzle loader and you get one buck and two does with it okay nice so in in years past i've done um that bundle but this year i knew i was only bow hunting and actually i think it was two or three years ago they raised the prices quite a bit too so um so it was definitely uh better this year for me to just buy the archery yeah keeping all of us mission guys from going if we're gonna yeah, go we gotta pay I mean, for it <laughs> they almost they almost double, basically wow. double the price yeah it's 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 getting up there unfortunately i mean it it, it makes sense though i mean yeah. they, you know they, they hadn't raised the prices in a long long time on non-residents there so you know it made sense it would have been a little better on my end if they had gradually raised yes it. you know <laughs> it, it is what it is and, yeah, i and, think my my tag for illinois so we just did the archery tag uh you get a buck and a doe and you can't you can only use that there's you can't use like your bow during gun season so like this right. tag is only good for the archery season and i'm not sure about muzzleloader i'm assuming it's the same for muzzleloader but i'm not sure uh but yeah it was like 465 for that yeah, so it's pretty pricey you know you add that on top of lodging we did an airbnb so i mean it was like 250 bucks a person so I mean, you got your knock on the door with fuel, and you know we we cooked our own meals. I don't think we didn't go out to eat at all when we were there. We all kind of like you know team, team effort on the on food. But I mean, you're knocking a hole in you know a thousand dollars pretty quick with just getting there and you know being there, tag and stuff. And then that you know we end up having the lease, so you add that on. So I mean, yeah, it, this stuff adds up quick. But uh, I think Illinois, from what I saw the tag price might actually kind of like keep some non not as many non-residents, you know, when there's other States that are cheaper, like Missouri or, you know, Indiana, I don't know what Indiana is now, but Kentucky, I know isn't that much. So it definitely, uh, it's crazy. I gave all that up to come home early from Michigan. Yeah, right. out of here. So <laughs> you just kind of got to be in the right place at the right time, but you, you got there. So the, when we do our uh, breakdown of our hunt, we were there kind of the sixth week because we got, you know, lead into the sixth week. Uh, yeah. November 3rd, you know, is when we arrived and none of us hunted until like that Saturday. Um, but, yeah, we we did not get any of that cool weather. We got hot. So you kind of were in the lead edge of that. So let's kind of break down what you um, what you kind of – I mean, obviously – this property you've hunted before with family and had anyone been hunting or shot anything up until you got there? Yeah. So let's see. I think it would have been like the second, second or third weekend of October. So their season, their opens the same as ours, October 1st. So it was, I think the second or third weekend, one of our buddies uh, was down with my dad and my brother. And then our other buddy had been down on and off kind of on the weekends. And 
Uh, our buddy Steve shot a nice uh, nine point down there that like second or yeah, I can't remember second or third weekend. Okay. Um, and then the guy that actually lives on the farm. So my aunt doesn't live there anymore. There's a, a guy in his family that rent uh, the house and they're able to hunt. He shot one, I think the week before we were down. So he shot a nice, that was a nice buck. It was one yeah. we had had pictures of. I sent you a picture. Yeah. Of he's it. a good deer. <laughs> it was good. It was a good yeah. deer. Yep. Yes. So yeah. So two and, bucks are two bucks down before yep. November. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. Okay. So then, yeah, my, see, my younger brother got there the day before I did. So he went down Halloween, hunted that night. And actually the, that first morning of the first, he got drawn on a nice buck, but got busted drawn. He had it come in right, you know, on a doe and ended up before he knew it, it was at like seven yards. And he, uh, so he just started hunting with a compound again uh, last year, I think, or two years ago, we shot a crossbow for a few years and mm-hmm. um so he's still trying to figure out that getting drawn thing and he got yep. busted trying to draw and um and then the next day so we got down there that night um and as soon as we got down there i knew we were we were hitting it pretty good one nice. thing that one thing that um we really noticed down there because there's always tons of scrapes scrapes everywhere i mean you can walk like tree lines field edges and they're all over the place and they had been hit it seemed like the last like two three days but like the day i got down there um none of them had been hit like that day which i really noticed there that that tends to mean that they are on the does right that they they have lost interest in other bucks lost interest in marking territory Mm -hmm. and the does are at least getting close and they're starting to starting to chase starting to get into Mm -hmm. that that real heavy what people call the rut but it's the pre, the pre-rut, the pre-rut right? yep the, the chase and the cruising um and so i i figured walking in that night that that's what was going on because those i walked by probably 15 scrapes on the, on the way in and um and only like one or two of them had been hit like that day yeah and then, that to me like you, i love how you brought that up because i'm a big scrape hunter like i love yeah. hunting scrapes michigan everywhere i go i'm like really focused on scrapes because probably because i that's the best way for me to get intel on deer like i have no other way to do it but the pre-rut is like (laughs) it's such a hard thing to explain to people but i you get like a trickle of a pre-rut so like october 22nd i shot my first buck he was grunting and like tending this like he was with this doe because he was the most mature buck in this area and I happened to be fortunate enough that the one doe that was probably coming in a little earlier than everyone else, he yep. was with. So he was mm-hmm. keeping every other deer off for her, and he was in an area that had scrapes and had rubs, and that would pop up every year at a certain time, and I'd always miss it. I'd yep. always be just off. So, like, I did the same thing. I slipped into the spot, like, hopefully I'm here between. But then as you, like like you said, as you go closer to November, when the most of the pre-rut activity happens, all that stuff dries up. Like, I'll get pictures of deer on scrapes, and if anything they do, they just touch the licking branch and then they're moving. Or you'll catch yep. a buck in the background because they're they're still around the scrapes, but they're not like focused on making their territory known. They're just it's right. getting chaotic. And yeah, yep. that's a good place to be when you're out of state in a spot. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like I walked in and I'm like, man, this is I'm catching it good this year. And I had an idea, you know, I got buddies that are down there, and I talked to a buddy of mine a couple of days before, and he didn't know I was coming down. We were just chatting, and he's like, man, he's like, the next three two three days it's gonna get real good down here and i was like well that's perfect because that's <laughs> down and then and then that night um it was i 
I don't remember on the time because so time's an hour different there and then we yes. had the time change. So I don't, but it was, it was at least two and a half hours before uh, it got dark that night. I had a doe uh, come out of a cornfield into, I was hunting over um, like there's a, a bedding I was kind of right on the corner of and then sitting over a picked bean field and a doe came out of uh, that corn across the ditch and out into the field with a nice buck right behind her. And he was, he was locked down with her and she bedded down right in the middle of the field. And I watched him, you know, run two or three smaller bucks off and just, Oh, cool. Oh yeah. Just he, you know, another buck would come out downwind and start working towards them and he'd turn and get all bristled and push them away and then turn right back around over the dough. And I mean, I watched that for probably an hour and a half out in that field. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yep, did you have I, a play possibly to go sneak up or too far in the middle the wide no open? it's too too wide open yeah. that's the thing down there man is it is everything is flat and open like mm-hmm. and it even that property i was on is, is hard to hunt we only usually get a few good hunts on that that small chunk because it's all open it's just mm-hmm. the small chunk of woods that's thick bedding but then it's all open and it's you know the road then the field then the woods so inevitably going in and out you, i mean you can do your best but you tend to bump deer out of there so i I knew i knew it was a good good night for it but i you know you only get a couple good hunts in that little property but i don't know do you think it's because of so like every time i've seen a buck locked down with a doe like it's never in thick cover it's always in the middle of a field like and it's like impenetrable and i almost wonder if it's because there's just so many deer like i just saw a buck locked so that i shot my buck on the eighth the ninth in the morning there was probably a three-year-old buck laying in the middle of a field wide open by houses and road and there was three other little bucks around them and they were laying right in the middle of the field like he's untouchable like yeah. you cannot get up on him and i wonder if that's just like i mean if the doe like obviously is like sick of being harassed and chased and she's like finally i'm just gonna go in the middle of this field because i'm not i'm sick of running around in the woods i don't really know but like you see the videos from like other states like missouri i saw a buck lockdown with a doe in cover i've seen it in illinois kind of uh but and in driving around you would see like little little patches of woods you'll watch a doe and buck just be in there it's like man i could probably sneak up on them there but here in michigan it's like they're always in the middle of a field you're like yeah there's no i have no chance (laughs) yeah i think it's i think the doe gets sick of being harassed and she probably figures out i mean you're just guessing at this point right but she probably figures out that if she can get out in the field she can lay down yep not get harassed and he can just run other other deer off yeah. and can see him from a ways away because yeah i've seen both down there where they've been in thick cover and out in fields but it seems like they tend to end up out in those fields at least yep. and we know they do that at night because i mean how many times are you driving before you hunt or on your way home and you catch a buck and a doe crossing a road yep. or you know doing something so that definitely happens at nighttime but Okay, so first first yeah. rip, you have a good hunt. Like. Yep, yeah, and I ended up seeing like seven seven bucks that night, um, two shooters. I saw that that one was a nice buck, and then I saw one bigger than him chase a doe across the field. That was probably, I don't know, about a half hour before dark I saw him. but um, So we had good chasing that night. And then the next day would have been the second. Um, I saw bucks basically every sit, you know, um, I don't think I saw a shoot. I think I passed like a, a nice two and a half year old eight point, um, that next day. And then that, that evening, my dad actually shot one. Mm. Unfortunately, we weren't able to, weren't able to find it. It was, it was one of those things where, you know, he shot and he 
texted he's like dude i just smoked one like drilled it i'm like all right man and then uh it ran onto a neighboring property we ended up having to get permission to track it so he couldn't go track it till the next day and he had good blood for you know 200 yards and he said he was he said he shot it right behind the shoulder um and it just kept going and going and uh yeah after I think, I think good blood for like 200 yards, blood for like 300, and then just dried up and was done. And it, it, we talked about getting a dog with the guy that owned the property and didn't want us getting a dog, which was, you know, yep. completely understandable. That was my next and, question. When you said dog, yeah. I was like, how'd the property owner think about no, that? No, because yeah. my, bro- my brother has a dog. And so my brother okay. was going to drive down and, and the guy said, no, and that's fine. I mean, it's he's got it set up sweet for deer hunting. It's all yeah. CRP with like mode, you know, mm. pad lot stuff like and he's like no no thank you but i don't i don't think the deer died anyways based on based on where he said he hit it i'm guessing he hit low and he's shooting a crossbow with a with a a, you know a mechanical broadhead and i think he hit something and it deflected down so i don't think it even made it into the chest cavity because it didn't where he hit it should have been lung blood it wasn't lung blood i think i think it hit either a rib or that scapula deflected down and came risk it i think yeah buddy had a doe a doe he hit and he said he's like i think i hit it really good you know but was talking to him a little more looking at the arrow and stuff like that it's like okay what let's let's slow down think about it and he ended up being forward and low yeah so like it was like the dog tracker guy was like yeah that's a brisket shot like you have good blood at first a couple hundred yards gone (laughs) and Mm -hmm. he said the deer how the deer run away and explains how the deer runs away the tracker's like yeah like we're probably not going to find this deer, but we'll give it a good effort because yep. they hear this kind of stuff all the time. I mean, you have, you think you have this huge area to kill a deer, you know, but when you break it down into moving animal and, you know, all these other things that your kill zone really isn't that big, you know, you, you get lucky, but uh, there's a lot of room for error. Mm-hmm. And that room is at your inch and a half away from being a hero, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, so that was, that was kind of that, you know, that second day and then, the third day would have been the third, right? Yep. Yep. So the third day was get it started getting warm. It was cool in the morning, uh, and the wind picked up like during the day, and it was like super windy, and started getting warm. Um, still saw deer. I mean, it was we were seeing pretty decent chasing. You know, um, couple good bucks running around, but nothing too crazy that day. But we knew. We knew going into Saturday that the, which would be the fourth, that it was looking good. The wind was going to die down. We were going to get, uh, the wind was going to actually switch directions uh, at about nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, which, I mean, I, I like, you know, a switch in, in wind direction. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it usually means a front, right? Some sort of front's coming through and any change in weather, I think that time of year will, we'll get at least maybe some does moving, which will get some bucks finding them and, and some stuff going so i knew i knew that saturday was kind of gonna be like the day right the wind was blowing like crazy that friday night it got warm so i had actually hung a stand in uh in the summer um back in the area that uh we'd never hunted right there but i've seen uh, a lot of deer come from there when i'm hunting another spot and so I went back there and I hung a stand uh, in the summer and my plan was that Friday night I was going to go in there, get um, all my sticks up and get my camera arms and everything uh, set up and hunt that night, uh, basically setting up for the next day. I like to do that 
mm-hmm. if I can with the film and stuff because it's just and it's it's open hardwoods and it's like there's like you know five inches of oak leaves on the on the ground so like you can't get in there quiet and it takes a while to get up and get everything set up so I like to if I can that time you're basically hunting the night before setting up for the next day so that was kind of what I did that day and I think that night I saw I saw like five or six does nothing crazy but um i did the does i did see were by themselves right mm. i was seeing i was seeing i saw a couple mature does that were by themselves and i saw uh fawns that had been you know kicked away from yep. from their mom so i you know i knew that that's always a good sign when when you start seeing the does breaking yep. up and so so you saw enough that night to be like, yep, I'm coming back in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Yep. It was supposed to be cool that next morning. The wind was supposed to die down. And yeah, I saw enough does in there. And and our buck to doe ratio down there is a lot different than Michigan. If you see if you see five, six, seven does in a night, I mean that's a good amount of does. You okay. know, we we don't have a ton of deer. The deer density is not like it is in Michigan. Um, there's less deer. Um, and the buck to doe ratio is a little, you know, closer to to what it should be so yeah if you're seeing does it's at that time of year it's just a matter of time before something comes looking for them yeah so and then like you said that wind switch gets them moving so yeah the bucks are having more areas they can check does are going from one section to the next section and you all you need is for a buck to either chase a deer that way or come across one of those doe trails and start dogging them Mm -hmm. so i'm the same way like every time i can hunt on the switch or if i'm in a tree and the wind switch happens while i'm in the tree it's like oh yeah like now it's time for them to get up they might not feel good in the bed they're in or they might want to be like hey we're gonna go hit this food source we haven't hit in a while because the winds we feel safe going towards it you know all those things are just and then the 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 sugar on top is the the front that usually follows that yeah. so yep. even before a warm front or after a cold <laughs> front or before you know there's sometimes a, you can have good luck before the warm front um because my buddy, he got down there a few weeks early in Illinois, and he had some pretty good hunts the first two days before it started getting really hot. And I think it was yeah. just because he was hitting it right before that came through. So, so then, so like my question is, you kind of say it's like this open woods. Uh, yep. Illinois was the same way, like gobs of leaves, dry. So it was like impossible to be slow and you know meticulous going through. So what made you like the spot? Did it like butt up against something that you liked, or? Was it like an inside corner or what, what was like, Hey, this is a good spot, even though it was like open hardwoods. So it pinches down. There's a, okay. uh, there's a corn, a cut corn field on the one side, a cut corn field on the other. There's a big section of woods, big section of woods. And they, there's a ditch that um, runs into there too. And everything pinches down through nice. there. So, yeah, I mean, everything, everything that is going from the woods to the woods, checking the fields, checking the ditch. I mean, everything's kind of got to go through there. So nice. it is right now. Your classic rut funnel. Oh, for what sure. That was like nice. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So like going into this, what, what was the wind? So like you can have a great rut funnel, like everyone talks about, like you have to also be smart how you get there and what your wind's kind of doing in it. Were you like, was it below you, above you? Like how are you kind of playing the thermals or like catching a buck cruise through no. it? No thermals. Region, no, no thermals. No, it's no, too flat, right? It's flat, man. I yeah. mean, there are you still have your thermals, right? You still but nothing like that will dictate. Nope. Okay. Sweet. No, it's it's flatter than flat. So your access um, is probably the most important then. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. Coming basically coming from the coming through the big section of open woods, right? And then mm-hmm. coming from it'd be the south into that pinch. Nice. And my my wind was blowing would have been from like the west. So kind of uh, 
paralleling, I guess, where, Perfect. They, where yep. they would be coming through. So, so you, so the deer would feel safe going through that pinch yeah. because they had yep. the wind, but you were below them or, yep. you know, south of it. I yep. love it. That's yep. that dude. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting in a spot like that, it's your confidence is so high because you're like, man, the chances of a deer coming from downwind are very slim and yep. anything that moves through here is going to feel safe. So you just feel good. And, and that, I mean, in that spot it is just that area is just cruising, man. The bucks always are cruising through there. It's, oh, it's nice. like, like this deer, I don't think, I don't think I had the one I ended up shooting. I, we might've had one or two pictures of him, like, but he's just a stranger buck. Just, yeah. just cruising through, man. And we saw, yeah. So that next morning. Last, um, last day, right? Uh, or second last. It would have been second to last. I was second playing last. on okay. the Sunday morning if I needed to. But okay. that morning we kind of had. Uh, Which would be November 4th. 4th. Yeah, November 4th. Yep. 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 So my younger brother was like on the other side of the pinch, uh, kind of off on like an inside corner on the uh, field where the woods opens up on the other side. And then my other buddy was further to the south of me in the woods. And um, it was wild it was one of those mornings that you just like wait for all year man we had like it, it was like as it started to get light there were does in the woods coming in off the fields and it's like all right man here we go and it was probably about like nine o'clock it just blew up just deer running all over grunting we had <laughs> uh we had one actually one deer that we'd been getting pictures of um, it was a nice 10 point, but he was, uh, busted off. One of his antlers was completely busted off. He had a doe locked down between uh, a couple people I was hunting with and he was running bucks off and they were just, just all over the place, man, that morning. I love it. Oh my gosh. Love- it, was so, it was so fun. Yeah, because like, y'all you're all texting each other oh, like, yeah, oh man, yeah. you're going. Oh, the other yeah. group check. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like here they come. They're coming your way, and man, sure enough, they they come flying through and actually, um. My buddy Josh that was with us that morning had, it was three or four bucks chasing a doe, um, came flying past Jeez. him. And it was funny, man. I'm sitting there, and I was probably 200 yards from him. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear him, hey, 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 yelling. He, he had deer, <laughs> big buck chasing the doe past him. He's trying, trying to get him to stop. stop and it didn't. <laughs> you can hear him. Blew oh, through. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, like, two minutes later, they ran, you know, 60 yards behind me, and they ended up running over past my brother. Like, they were oh just goodness. all over the place. So, like you said, just the, the classic chasing of oh, the yeah. rock. Like, they're, they're oh. going. They're not locked down yet. Maybe nope. a few bucks are, but you, the majority of them are seeking hard, yep. and you're just yeah. you're in a perfect spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so great. So, yeah, so then they, I mean, they, but it started to get, it was probably like 10, 11 o'clock. It started to get warm. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up, uh, so my brother had a, like two or three bucks in a doe or two bed within like 40 yards of him. I had three does uh, bed like 40 yards from me. Then they kind of, things kind of settled down. Um, but we were, you know, we were set up to hunt all day. So we just stayed out. And uh, unfortunately, the so it was, I figured, I told myself if it got to be like, noon one o'clock and the does that uh were bedded under me hadn't moved i was gonna try to at least get a snack out and get you know sneak my coffee out because they were like you know 40 yards i was like "Eh, if they get comfortable i might be able to be able to you know so it was like about noon they got up started milling around i was like all right they're gonna you know move on and they started eating some acorns i was thinking there's acorns everywhere and so they started eating acorns and then 
got closer and closer. They ended up bedding down, back down at like 15 yards from me. <laughs> so at that point, I was stuck. So I sat there. It ended up being like seven hours. I had oh geez, batted within like 20 yards of me. So yeah, so I sat there and we we saw a, a couple bucks cruising um, like during the day, but nothing nothing big. Most of the deer were bedded down. Like I said, it yeah. got it got pretty warm. It was like 62 64 somewhere in there uh in the afternoon so i think i think had it stayed cool had it been in you know the 40s i think we would have seen yeah, all day all all day but it just mm-hmm. got it got warm so they bed it down um and then let's see and then well actually the deer that were bedded under my younger brother um he was pretty close he was probably like 50 60 yards off of the property line and the guy behind him ended up walking his dog along the property line and kicked those deer up and they ran through past me and that kind of got everything going again. That was yep. probably two, three hours before dark. They, they got up and they ran past me. They ran over to my buddy, Josh. Um, and he ended up shooting, uh, shooting one of the bucks. He should, he ended up, uh, he was the one that he's the guy that was sitting like a couple hundred yards from me. So yeah. he shot, shot one. Um, and he ended up, he hit it. And yeah. Let's talk about this a little yeah. bit. Cause this is worth noting. So he shoots yeah. this buck, you know, gets spooked up by someone else. Yeah. Kind of chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. He gets a shot in this deer and yeah, it kind of gets yeah. a little Western after that. Yeah. So he shot it. He made I mean, a good shot on it. It was like 30, 36, 37 yards, which, you know, in, in that situation, especially is a, is a poke, you know, you're mm-hmm. in the, the, the deer wound up and so he shot it. It ran about 80 yards back behind him to the to a fence line and it couldn't get over the fence and it fell down but it kept kept trying to get back up like kept trying to get back up and get over this fence and was just just kept going and he i mean he said he drilled it so he called me actually and was like what you know what should i do <laughs> and i'm like well i mean and and i can kind of see i could see one of the other deer that it was with but i couldn't see the deer He's like, he, he, he's like, he keeps trying to get back up. And he's like, dude, I drilled him. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm like, if, you know, if you can get down and sneak over there, you might as well try to get another arrow with him. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you risk bumping him and, you know, pushing him away. But if, if he's all rutted up, if you, I mean, you don't want him, you don't, don't want him want. going, you know what I mean? So I, he was able to climb down and sneak over and uh, walk up to him and get another arrow in him and ended up uh, putting him down. But, uh, I sent you the picture, it, dude. Yeah, the first shot was right through that deer's heart. Right through it. I right couldn't. Through it. I would. So I had the similar thing happen with my second buck. We talked about this. Like, I, you know, the podcast will either drop right after this or before this one. But yeah, fourteen yard shot. I was like, heart shot him, and then he runs off and does the same kind of thing. Like lays down, head keeps going on the ground, picks his head up, and I end up sneaking up on him, and then he gets up on his own, like. 35 40 minutes after i shoot him because i had no shot while he was laying there and i sent another one at him and he blows at me and runs and i was like oh my gosh i didn't hit him good well fast forward next morning found him with the dog went 300 yards from where i shot him to where he was we found that was 300 yards and i sliced a whole my blade did a slice through his whole heart and both lungs had broadhead three blade broadhead went through both lungs and slices heart, and he lived that long so he was alive at least an hour almost after i shot him yeah you know and that Josh picture you showed was, me it was like yeah. dude that was money i know like you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't shoot a deer better and no. it was it was yeah it was it was 
probably 45 minutes after he shot yeah. it the first time when he shot it the second time. It's just amazing when they're rut, rutting mm-hmm. like that, what they'll do and how far they'll go. And like it's you said, too, like, like let's say you think you smoke a deer. Thankfully, there was a fence there because I mean, yeah. he would have. That's probably what you know. That's what hung him up, or he yep. couldn't jump. But like yep. you get down, you track a deer, you bump that deer. They can cover hundred yards in no time, even oh, half yeah. dead or dying. You know, yep. so that's why it's so important to wait. Because like yep. for me, if I would have like, oh, I smoked that deer. Thankfully, I saw him. You know, I always wait forty five minutes to an hour before I track, yep. at a minimum, or at least look for blood or look for the arrow. But like, yeah, if I would have got down right away, all pumped up. Like I said, it looked like a heart shot, and it was, and. I kept bumping that deer. He could have covered a mile before he died. Easy, mm-hmm. you know, 45 minutes. They can, yep. even if they're not even moving that good, they can still cover some ground. So, yeah, that's crazy. So, you have one buck down. So, it's like yep. you had a chaotic morning. You guys are all sitting all day grinding out. He ends up getting yep. his deer, which was an awesome buck. So, you're feeling, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. And actually, it, it worked out for me too, because when he went down and snuck over to shoot that uh, deer, he, there was another smaller buck with him and he ran past me and he, took the uh does that were bedded under me with them so they didn't spook from josh they just the deer ran past them and they were like well chaos okay yeah so they (laughs) took off too so i was able to stand up stretch my legs get uh get get a drink of coffee and you know have a little snack at you know four o'clock in the afternoon finally (laughs) it was probably tasted really good oh yeah it was it was real nice Uh so some people might be thinking like well why didn't you just like just who cares if you spook the does I mean, you can tell me what you think, but like I, from what I've seen in Illinois, my dad had a doe laid down by him one day and she laid there for probably, I don't know how long he said, but he, throughout the rest of his all day sit, he saw seven bucks come check that bed that that doe was laying Mm -hmm. in. So we're assuming she was just in a spot where her scent was kind of hanging out and every buck that came within eyesight of him you like got downwind of where she was bedding and it was like on a line right to that bed and checked it so you know having those does hanging out and just leaving their scent in the area is never a bad thing in the road no it's not man that's the i i tend to hunt in a way that i try to like cause the least amount of commotion as i can right like i want to get in there i want to be quiet i don't i don't do a ton of calling i don't use a ton of like scents i just like i i'm super picky about my uh scent regimen you know, I try mm-hmm. to not stink and I try to be quiet and I try to get in there where they want to be and not spook deer. So if I, you know, if I have does bedded underneath me, I'm going to do everything I can to not for spook seven hours. Nah. Yeah, for seven <laughs> hours. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah. So then, so they, they got, you know, they took off and I got up, stretched my legs and uh, ended up, um, you know, getting some food and then. Not long after that, I had uh, another buck, and that was actually one we had a bunch of pictures of um, come cruising through probably like 60 yards. This Actually, this spot, the stand I hung um, sometime between when I hung it and when I went in there and hunted it, a big oak tree next to it had fallen. And so um, it kind of, it was almost the way it fell, it was almost pushing a lot of the deer uh, like out past about 60 yards kind of behind me. Um, so he cruised through down there. Um, and you know, I tried grunting at him. I'll, I'll grunt like if I see deer, I don't do a whole yep, lot of blind same. calling, but, um, if I, if I see a deer, I'll, I'll you know, try to grunt at him, maybe rattle, try to get his attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he didn't care. Right. He's like, he's like, I don't care if another buck's over there or not. I know what I'm for and you're not it. Right. Yep. So, 
So yeah, he he didn't even didn't even stop, didn't didn't care, kept cruising right on through. Um, and he he was nice to you. He's actually bigger uh, in person than he looked in in the pictures. He um, he's a nice nice buck. Um, so yeah, I so love he, that. Uh, I, dude, was, something about when you see a deer, you think you know him, and then when you see him for the first time, yeah. you're like, whoa, I way yeah. misjudged him. Yep. Yeah, and that just a, gets you fired up. You're like, oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he was a tank of a deer, man, big old body on him. It's just one of those deer that you see in pictures, and you're like, oh, you know, that's a nice buck. And then he's coming through. Holy cow, man, that thing is It's like a horse, and he's got, I mean, yep. got nice, tall rack. His G, the one G2 on the one side was probably 13, 12, 13 inches. Is, yes. Yeah, it's nice. He's <laughs> and he's he's real distinct. He's got like a crab claw on the one side, you know. It's a so it's a buck you guys keep like, tabs. On. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So I was like, holy cow, man! I I definitely would shoot that thing. But <laughs> he ended up, yeah, he didn't he didn't care about me. So he uh he cruised through, and then um and then maybe like a half hour later, I had a, a doe uh come through along the fence uh feeding on acorns just it, and actually i think it was a fawn it was a small you know small young doe came through and he's just feeding on acorns hanging out and man all all day there are just squirrels in there like crazy and in those leaves it's just like it's a constant racket and it's like i feel like i spent all day just looking up squirrel hear something look up squirrel so i'm sitting there watching this doe feed and i hear something kind of behind me off to my right and i'm like dang squirrel again and i turn and i look and he's at like 80 yards coming right at me i was like holy crap <laughs> yep so yeah he uh he'd come uh and with the wind switching basically um the the wind had switched to where he was right downwind to that that where that doe was at so mm-hmm. she was she was feeding out kind of in front of me and he he had cruised through just like the rest of the deer had but um she was standing there and he must have seen her and smelled something and uh yeah so he turned and he was coming coming right right towards her and it was nice because he was distracted he was paying attention to her because i was not ready right like i'm standing there just relaxed filming her i got my belt hanging up and i look <laughs> and he's coming right at me at like a 60 80 yards oh jeez! and um yeah so he he started walking through and were you like instant like shooter yeah. when you first oh, saw yeah. him coming yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. and in yeah, and we'll talk about him a little more. Um, he's not going to score a ton, but I saw he's got the frame on him. I was like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, well, Dude, I know. I'm shooting him. It's like, if I'm you going see home, a deer, you see a deer come through the woods. Yeah, you yeah. see a deer come through the woods with a frame like that. Like, you're shooting yeah. him. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm shooting him. So <laughs> he's walking through, and I've got like one opening. Uh, it probably like 20 yards where he's coming through. A lot of my shots are over kind of where that doe was at. So I, I, I knew he'd eventually get over there. So I, I was filming him walking through and then, um, he got kind of out into that opening and it, he was at like eight, at 18 yards is what I ended up figuring, but I knew he was inside at 20 yards. And, uh, so I drew, I got the camera on him. I drew. And as soon as I drew, he started to trot after that doe. Like he got close enough where he like started <laughs> to trot and was like after her. So I, you know, I had to stop him. I, ah, <laughs> you know, he stopped and looked right at me. And when he stopped, I had one sapling that was like right on that back edge of his shoulder. Right. So it was like, it wasn't where I wanted to shoot him, but it was like close was to where it was there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, I was like, dang. And then I told myself, I'm like, well, that's not where you want to shoot anyways. Right. That's two inches in front of where you want to shoot anyways. So, you know, he's at 18 yards. You can miss that. So I yep. just went a couple inches back from that. 
and let it rip, man. And um, and just I just drilled him and nice. and but it was dude, it was wild. So he trot, you know, trotted, ran for about twenty yards, and then just started walking, just walking. It's his tail was flicking. He looked a little wobbly, but he was just walking slow, walking. And I'm like, what the heck? I kept waiting for him to go down, kept waiting for him to go down. And he he didn't fall down. And I was like, my goodness. And then, you know, I'm replaying all the things that all the doubt. week, right? Like my dad had shot that deer and mm-hmm. thought he drilled it and didn't. And I'm going, I'm going, what did I like? Did I screw this up? Like I had him at 18 yards. Like, did I mess this up? And so he ended up walking through, kind of made like a circle around. I walked through a lane at like 45 yards and I grabbed another arrow. I was like, well, I'm going to shoot him again. Right. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, he's got to, he's got to be dead on his feet, but he was still, still looking like he was moving pretty well. Um, so I drew, but as I drew, he stepped out of that lane and, and walked off where I couldn't, uh, couldn't shoot him anymore. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then five minutes later, you know, I, so I texted everybody. I'm like, I just, you know, I just shot one. And like five minutes after that, my dad texts me and he's like, Hey, uh, nice buck just came from your way, chasing a doe out into the field. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, Hey, he said, it looked like a nice big, you know, big yeah. eight point. And I'm like, no way that's what i shot <laughs> i'm like that's what i shot man i'm like oh. no no way so i'm just i'm in like i should be pumped right because yeah. i just drilled a nice buck and I, but in my head i'm just like this is there's no way like this is crazy so i sat there for a while and you know just contemplated my life and it was like i like it's one of those things it's like man he's got to be dead but then i'm like i can't believe i screwed this up yeah like, cannot believe i screwed this up dude same thing went through my head my buck i'm yeah. like you know you, your gut is like great shot but then you yeah. hear like all the times you've lost a deer in the past like so you know i think some of the times i've lost you in the past like i'm like oh i made a great shot but like i'm telling myself i made a great shot yeah. there's a difference between telling yourself you made a great shot like knowing you made a great yep. shot like and even though you know we've all seen the pictures of a deer with a hole in its ribs and like watching video of people hitting mm-hmm. deer, like that thing should be dead. They never find them or the next year they f- see them on trail camera. So you yeah. have all this doubt. Yeah. And yeah, when you smoke a deer at 18 yards, you do not expect them to just walk away. <laughs> no. And like, and, and I always tell people, it's like your first instinct is typically true. Like if you're able to be honest with yourself, right? Yes. Honest. If you, if you, mm-hmm. if you honestly felt you drilled them, typically you did. If your first reaction is to go, Oh no, that's typically, you know, the case, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And my and my first reaction was like, he's done, right? Like, yeah. I, I heart I felt like a heart shot him. I'm mm-hmm. like, so, so all that's going through my head, and I sit there and starting to get dark. So, um, packed all my stuff up, climbed down. You know, I'm the same way. I try to take my time, right? My first first thing I always want to do is go check it out, but I try to try to sit there, try to calm down, try to think through, and just just wait because if if they're if he walked off and tipped over dead just out of sight he's going to be dead if he didn't right and it the you're going to push him so if he's dead he's not going to get any more dead he's not going to come back to life like you're better off just waiting yep. so so i got down and then and I, it was about an hour after i shot him i went over and checked my where my arrow was because if you know passed through it was it was in the dirt and um the arrow looked good i mean there was there was blood on the arrow 
but I looked right around the area where I shot him and there was no blood. There was just hair. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my goodness. So I walked back, I grabbed my flashlight out of my backpack, threw my backpack on, I walked over and shined in the direction he went. And there was a blood trail. I mean, three feet wide okay like, so you went from oh, like oh yeah. my gosh there's nothing yeah. to and i saw that high like, anxiety like, tells like, like, okay i'm like okay Whew. i'm like okay that that's good i'm like that's good and and so i'm like well uh like i'm like i'll just you know walk and see you know i, I knew where he kind of crossed in that lane i almost shot him again and i'm like i'll walk up there and see see what it looks like and there was a, a blood trail three feet wide that you, I mean, you could jog and follow it that, and I'm like, there's, I'm like this, there's, dead. there's no way. This yes. I'm like, so the emotions like, are going back up. Oh, man, like we're, we're going up, back, back up. up. Yep, yeah. Yep. Back up. There's still that little bit of doubt in my mind because I've seen good blood trails that, you know, Peter out, mm-hmm. but I'm not like this. This is one of those ones that it's like, I mean, it's, it's, spray, it's spraying both sides out. I mean, yep. I'm, I'm like, oh, thank goodness, man. I'm like, and so, yeah, so I just, I, at that point, I'm like, there's no, there's no way he's still alive. If he's alive, I can, I can at least sneak up on him. Yeah. You'll be able to sneak up on him at this point. Yeah. Yep. So I followed the blood trail for about, about a hundred yards and he was laying there dead in the doornail. So did he tip over, you think, or did he lay down or what? What looked like like he uh, tipped over. So like. I will, how do you not hear that? You can hear a squirrel a hundred yards away, but then sometimes uh-huh. you just cannot hear that. Nope. I and he was in my he, mind. He was in a little bit. So there, he was in just a little bit of a, like a bowl. It was almost like he went up it, and there's no, I mean, it's, a, I say a bowl. It's probably like a two foot depression. Yeah. Right. Little bit. And he, mm-hmm. Just a little bit. And it was like full of leaves and it was softer. So I think he kind of went up over the rim of that and just fell kind of over, in, in, over into that. Yep. And was laying there, oh gosh, laying and you're there just dead. like, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. And it was nice. He was dead, like 50, 60 yards from where Josh's buck died. So like, oh, they were, dang. Yeah, so, so yeah, so they were close to each other, and yeah, and I was, dude, I was pumped. I was like, what a rut hunt! Oh, like you, oh you guys gosh. are in the zone. Like yeah. you know, that was the like. That's what you, you always hear people say that if you're where they are, it's gonna be the greatest week of or day of hunting. But if you're not there, you're just like, there's no deer in here. I mean, if you're yep. sitting, you know, a quarter mile from there, you might not have seen any of this movement. No, no it, it doesn't mean the deer are only moving that, like, whatever that little section you guys are in. They're moving all over, but yeah. you're just in the line of travel. Yep. And that, what a, what a, what a good spot to be in, man. And do that. I mean, in that area is just like the first week in November. There's like nowhere else I'd rather be but that yeah. spot because it's just everything happens right there. It's yeah. like you could sit in there the whole the whole month of October and maybe see, you know, a, a mm-hmm. decent buck here or there. But like that first week in November when that cruising and chasing is happening, man, they're always, always deer going. That's why I want to be a bow hunter right there. Oh, man, it's, it's, <laughs> it makes it worth it. There's nothing better, man. So, okay, you find this deer, yep. you go over this roller coaster emotion, which I mean, I've been there. Like, I get it. I was there last week. So, yeah. But, like, it's almost like you get rebuilt up. So, like, you see deer go down, you're just losing it in the stand, you know, and then you walk up to it and you're, you're excited, but you're not. Yeah. But there's something like that when you're like, man, I don't know, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, boom, there they are. You just can't control yourself. You're just like, no. oh, like, I mean, so many air fist bumps have happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, doing that. So, I mean, that's such a cool feeling to get that. Yeah. But tell us about this deer a little bit then, because, you know, he's got a good frame. You said that already. Yeah. Yep. So, he's uh. I think I didn't, I didn't put a tape to him. I didn't measure him. Like I said, he's not going to score. 
the best. Not going to be the best scoring deer I've ever shot, but he was. He's probably about 18 inches on the inside, so probably you know right around somewhere between I would say 17 and a half and 19 inches on the inside. Yep. Um, he's got uh like probably nine nine ten inch G twos, six seven inch G threes, um, but just a it, not not a ton of mass, and he actually. He doesn't didn't have brow tines like yeah I know he's got like he no like, brow tines dude, like an inch like yeah. an inch <laughs> inch brow tines and I'm like that well that kills the score right there yeah right? Uh, but yeah, I mean he's hurts, still but... in the one twenties as a six yeah. weight yeah I think you so. know like with no brow yeah. t- like maybe yeah. if he had like good brows like normal yeah. like five or four inch brow tines I'd be like yeah you shot a hundred thirty inch eight yeah, pointer eight which point. dude those are good deer like yep. mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah. especially so... on a rut hunt like that where comes trotting through like they cover that ground quick like when yeah. they're it's not like oh there's a deer over there it's like no they're moving yeah. oh and yeah you see that frame coming through yep. yeah it's, i just put yep. myself in your shoes and like dude you can't ask for much more than that no yep and it was yeah it was he's, he's a he's a great buck man it's just yeah. just big frame on him and i mean i looked back at the video again and it's just watching him come through the woods it's just a this looks freaking sweet so you got the <laughs> shot on camera and everything good? oh well Uh, that's always my question now that i try to film a thing i suck at it so so unfortunately when he when he he started to trot and i stop him he literally took one step out of the frame so it did it's something we'll be able to use it but Mm -hmm. like it's like he was in the frame perfect when i drew and then of course he started to trot i stopped him and he was like literally like you know one two steps out of the frame well like that's the like I don't understand how people can do it so well self-filming like that because you literally yeah. have like little you get, from the point you leave the camera to get your bow to make your shot sequence happen so much goes on in like yeah. that like couple seconds so from every time I see it like a crisp self-film thing I'm just like dude yeah. and I'm not talking like mac zoom you know or yeah. like a gopro yep. zoom mm-hmm. I'm talking like when you try to get the good footage it is yeah. man dude and that's hard. a lot a lot of those hunts happen over food plots or in places yes. and bait where you've got the time right where where i'm on man i've had it happen in there a couple of times it's just like they are moving through so fast it's just mm-hmm. hard to happen so i had a i had a camera up over my shoulder that got you know at least me shooting it and oh I sweet video, i see i like video those, of man. me video on it coming in and you can yep. see walking in and so it'll make for a cool video and it'll be sweet because josh shot his and he got his whole thing on video too sweet. so it'll make for a good good episode it'll be a cool hunt so. sweet so what do you have so like now we're day before opening the gun season you got your yeah. buck in indiana what is kind of looking like for the next like week or so for you like you're gonna do some gun hunting up north or what's your plan yep gun hunting up north man i'm going up uh leaving us basically as soon as we're done with this i'm heading north for uh the next few days and going up to deer camp nice. with people and my grandpa my dad my brothers and and uh, um, so I know last time we talked about that uh, that big buck that we had on camera up there, um, my uncle ended up shooting him. So yes, I, he did. I could talk a little bit about him now. He was uh, like 18 and a half on the inside, had like 12 inch V2s, and had two drop times. He was double so drop time. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, one one that was like five six inches, and one that was like three or four inches on mm-hmm. the other side. And yeah, he ended up killing him with a bow unfortunately a couple points were busted off but dude it was so that was like a was that middle late october like that was in the 20s late, of october yeah, right late yep late october mm-hmm. late october yep, yeah. yeah so same yep. that same kind of thing like we talked about i think the first time how you like attack the food plots early season <laughs> yeah. and then yep. you kind of 
kind of lay off until that later October yep. before you go back in there. So, yep. Yeah. And he shot him in one of our, in one of our food plots. Sweet. So, yeah. Yep. Our, one of our, uh, it'd be a, like a, it's a Michigan mix from uh, Michigan whitetail food plots. It's got yep. like rye and radishes and all that stuff. And yeah, he shot him in so that sweet. food plot. So, so yeah. did you, how old did you think that deer was? That was one you had before or was that a new one that showed up? Uh, we don't, I don't know if we had them or not. We never had. That's one you said you weren't sure about. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Nothing that I could find that, uh, that seemed like it was him. We Mm -hmm. never had anything with drop tines, never had anything. He had, his brow tines were a little like crooked, a little, uh, like off. Yeah. Have anything that was like that, that we could find either. So, um, well, that's just a testament to your guys' work for habitat, you know, like you're pulling, you, I think that's, there's, that's why a lot of guys like to do it. It's worth an investment because not only, do you have good stuff for the deer you have but you can you know, draw in yep. other deer and then look you got a great opportunity your uncle shot so yeah like good for deer. northern for northern michigan dude yes. deer of a lifetime. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yep. and awesome. so the taxidermist uh figured he was five and a half so nice. I, knew, I knew he was at least four and a half i mean yeah dude the pictures no doubt like yeah. you're like yeah that's a mature yep. deer so yeah i like, figured him at five and a half which sweet. And he was busted up. So, so you guys have had a good year. I mean, oh, you got. Yeah. I've know I've been kind of seeing some stuff on social media with through Vital Shot, and you guys, mm-hmm. have been, some guys have been putting us down some nice bucks. So, yeah, we've we've killed some nice deer this year. It was slow to start. We had a couple of youth hunts, and then usually we kill a handful of them early October, and it was slow. But, um, yeah, the end of end of October and the end of the first week of November, we've we've put down some nice bucks. So sweet. Yeah. So next year we're gonna have some good stuff to look at. Yeah, next year starting in July, it'll be on start yep. airing on TV, and yep, and then soon after that, in like September, it'll start being on YouTube. YouTube. So right now, yep, yeah, where are you guys at right now with some of your stuff? Right now we're about halfway. So the YouTube is about halfway through our hunts from last year. So okay. we're every Thursday at seven we release a new video, and we're about halfway through last season. And then um, where uh, the shoot channel started, I think the first week of October. So I think Saturday is at like three o'clock in the afternoon. We're on the pursuit channel and then our Michigan, uh, our WLLA and then our Northern Michigan Fox stuff is starting to kind of wrap up uh, this season there. And then, yeah. And then we'll put some turkey hunts on YouTube in the spring. Once the, once last season wraps up there and then we'll be right back into, into July from this year. So yeah, I'll have, Probably my turkey hunt from this year will be on uh, YouTube in the spring, and then my bear hunt, and then this deer hunt will be on next season. So, so are you an all-day sitter for gun hunting? Typically, yeah. Yep. Yeah, typically, too. Typically the first, it's at least the first day for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you bring to so, eat? Oh, man. Uh, I... <laughs> I'll, I drink coffee like I gotta have coffee right usually coffee and I'll bring like a, a Red Bull or something for the afternoon and then yep. usually some bars and then a lot of people laugh at me my brother and I uh he will usually bring a block of cheese like a big giant okay. block of cheese and just like gnaw <laughs> just on throughout the day yep uh-huh <laughs> oh that's yeah, great so we went uh, a few years ago we went with a bunch of guys down to Illinois on a hunt and uh, Josh brought brought a bunch of blocks of cheese for us to eat in the tree because we were doing all fits and that's like it just that's a good good. idea though because you can kind of like it's easy to get out and you know store and that kind of stuff and yeah take a big old chunk of cheese and you're pretty you're pretty good for a little bit exactly Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) don't even like have beef jerky or anything to mix with it you're just like straight Uh, cheese sometimes but but, you know i'm weird beef jerky stinks man beef jerky's got that it does like i I try it's like i said i'm weird i'm weird about the smell thing and i try to keep 
that to a minimum. Hey, so. that's so like that's what keeps you confident in a tree, you know. Yeah. And I think whoever, whatever that may be for the individual, if you're there, if you're sitting there confident, it's you can make that seven hour sit with a doe in front of you. You know what I yep. mean? Like does mm-hmm. in front of you, then you come through and make that shot. You know, I mean that's how I was in Illinois. Just like I never really got to the point where I was like super confident. So instead of just burning time you know, and weather, there's a lot of other things that go into, you know, knowing that yeah. 83 degrees that you're in early move midday. So, I mean, I just started scouting and the amount yeah. of stuff I learned in those few days of walking is going to be something that I can just take with me wherever. I'm, if I ever hunt another state or any other area that has terrain like that, I'll know where to go. So I'm just That's learning yep. and get confident, mm-hmm. you know, doing that kind of yep. stuff. So I go a little more hard on the snacks though. For my yeah. own we yeah. have, uh, we have nice built blinds and we got a little stove in there. So I mean, Henry, oh, yeah. we, we do like mac and cheese and nice. you know, all that. Uh-huh. So, but we sit yeah. all day. So he's hopefully he gets one. He's yeah, like I, I cool, said on man. the podcast, he yep. shot shot the gun great. And yep. we uh, we're leaving tonight. He's got parent. We got parent teacher conferences tonight. And once that's done, okay. we're, we're bombing north. So nice. I think it'll be. It's. I think the first day or two will be okay. It looks like we got a little bit of heat coming in, but yeah, I think that week of Thanksgiving. I like yeah. what I'm seeing for that. So yep, yeah, I'll be so I'll be hunting. I think the next two days, two three days up north. I got to come back. I got to work a day, and then um, and then for the weekend, I'm bringing my kids up and taking. Nice. That's kind of gonna be the the plan is take the kids out, and I'll be over by in laws, and they've got big you know blinds and yep. eaters, and so yeah, that'll be about all about the snacks and yeah. You know, <laughs> Your backpack's full. Yep. You have camera gear in one bag and snacks. Yep, no, I, I make them carry their own snacks. I, oh I yeah, them, that's right. Uh huh. I bring I bring gear and I give them a backpack and throw all the snacks and them at least yeah. do a little bit of the work. <laughs> yep. Nice. What what kind of a gun do you have your kids use? What caliber? Uh so I had a 243. Um and my girls each shot a deer or two with that. And I man, they killed them, but um the blood trails were like yeah, non existent with those. So uh I've got a 3030 uh lever action 3030 that one of my daughters is going to use and then my wife's uncle actually has a um a bolt action uh 30-06 with a brake on it so it nice. does and they, he had the stock cut down and it's got a brake on it so the recoil is like non-existent nice it's them well so he lets me use that um uh f- when his daughter's not hunting with it so perfect yeah, i know what we're running right now and yeah the 243 is a great round for killing deer yeah you have to be a good shot and yep. and typically where we rifle hunt there's fields around we do a lot of field edge sitting with a mm-hmm. gun just because we have lots of people on a property so you can't just like go on the cover you kind of got to just be on the outskirts of it so fortunately for us nothing runs farther than 50 or 60 yards with a 243 but you don't get any blood <laughs> like, yeah that's it's that's, minimal yeah we, <laughs> I, it, like i said my my daughters have each killed deer with that gun and it's a good round it just yep. man the blood trails are non-existent yeah we do the we do the high shoulder shot not the high shoulder but high lungs behind the shoulder and Mm -hmm. we're always shooting them at over 100 yards so i think it's kind of like that perfect blend of speed so like an energy so like all energy goes into the deer yeah every time you shoot a deer like with a high like even with like a 450 if it's like all my buddies who shoot deer like 50 yards anything it just goes through them so fast that there's no energy displacement Mm -hmm. and then you have like no blood i mean yeah I know my, I know Ashley shot her first deer. Uh, she shot it with a 243, perfect shot. Um, and that deer ran like 80 yards maybe. And we saw it like flip over a tree dead, like as it just made it into the cover. Mm-hmm. And I never, we went look for blood, no, no blood, 
nothing, yeah. you know, but we get out to the deer and there's blood all over where he died. And then we gutted the deer and it's like the trauma oh, <laughs> yeah. caused inside yeah. internal trauma was uh-huh. just like, whoa. Yep. So yeah, but yeah, be very I mean, that's good, you know, it depends on where you're hunting, but yep. sweet you're old enough. I'm trying the 350 legend for Henry. Yeah, dude, so that's a great that. that's a great mm-hmm. round. Good gun. 180 sure. grain, just a yep. soft point, I figured. Mm-hmm. So he's only gonna shoot he, I mean, he shoots so good. I mean, he could probably make a 200 yard shot if he if I crank the scope, I don't even have that. I have a one to eight power, like first focal point scope, but it's really easy for him to see. And it's got the dots. I guarantee yeah. you, if I was like, Hey, 195 yards. And I just go click, click it for him. He's got to execute a shot. He could yeah. do it, but That's I'm just good. not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, we're like, I told him, I was like, you know, we were going to see deer, but we got to make sure they're at that range. And he's like, okay, yeah. dad. So, I mean, he's, he's used to it, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. It's like seeing a little kid, you know, shoot this gun. He's learned on a 22. He's got the 350 Legend in the AR with a suppressor. It doesn't make a loud noise. He still wears mm-hmm. his headset, you oh, know, yeah. or whatever. But, yep. dude, he's so, like, he's got that trigger figured out. Like, nice. young kids, you know, just squeeze oh, yeah. and watch him do his thing. It's like, oh, I'm so yep. jealous. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like... <laughs> I wish I would have learned how to shoot when I was a kid. Yes. Man, we had like smoothbore 12 gauge shotguns with slugs and like knocking you off of buckets yes. trying to shoot it, you know, mm-hmm. shoot, shoot at milk cartons and stuff. And it's like, I didn't learn, I didn't learn any of that. No. Yeah. No. Watching my kids shoot, they're, they're way better off now than I was at that age. I yep. had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. We were just like, you know, I was a really big kid. Like I, you know, talk about, I shot my first, you know, I shot a 270 when I was 14 because mm-hmm. I could be 14, but like I learned how to shoot shotguns and 22s before that. Yeah. But man, when you started sighting in a 270 on a bench, even as 14 years old, man, after like the first couple of shots, you're like, dude, this yeah. thing's rocking the crap out of me. Yep. And you just kind of develop some of that, that bad form. And then as I got older and kind of learned a little bit more, I started just getting better triggers, you know, yeah. Oh, and yeah. guns to help mm-hmm. with that offset yep. that a little bit. But yeah, those kids, man. And that's why my sisters and my wife, they're such good shots because yep. they just go up there and just squeeze and exactly. they're, you tell, they're you tell them tell them how to do it and they you know yeah. they, they listen and they do it right where yeah we we all didn't learn that and no we just I, blasted. <laughs> I still, yeah i still fight it as an adult you know yep. what i mean i just still still have to fight that urge to to jerk that trigger you just and, want it over you want yeah. to hear that boom and get it over yep. and get your deer so mm-hmm. yep. but no man i think this is a great this is a great episode i love it i always love yeah. hearing success stories it's perfect time of year for it so Congrats on that buck. And thank you, you. Thank uh, you. Hopefully, vital shot keeps putting them down. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'm sure we will. I'm sure. I'm sure tomorrow we'll at least get a few more down. And, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sweet, dude. Well, hey, enjoy your trip. You know, yeah, get you too. Up and do your thing, and we'll oh, keep yeah. in touch. Sounds good, so, man. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the last seven days, the fifth week. Brandon had some, dude. Great rut hunt. Like you go out of state. To, witness that and not everyone has you know awesome property in michigan to see what you got to see but hearing that story i think i smiled the whole time just listening to all the rut, rut, rut activity going on or the pre-rut chasing and that kind of stuff so anyone else who got to do that hopefully you guys had a great rut and uh yeah look forward to uh, listening to you or seeing you guys next week thanks brandon thank you